There are more questions than answers, like is Coral the dumbest animal or the smartest rock? Hi America, hello world. My name is Adrian <laughs> Lee and I am your host. Aquariums, as we know, of course, are interactive TVs for cats. I just thought I'd share that with you. Yes. I used to have a cat back in London. Its name was Twiglet. It was the biggest hunter you've ever seen in your life. This is East London. This little cat was black and white, looked very sweet, very cute, had a little cat flap, would go out. I'd come back the next morning, there'd be like 12 mice lined up all in a row. Nice. you think, where did you get them from? Once there was a roe deer, had been dragged to the back door of its throat ripped out. <laughs> there was another occasion she brought in a bat. How does a cat catch a bat? In actuality, the bat is probably the ultimate thing for a cat to catch because it's half mouse, half bird, right? Yeah. So that's perfect. like the perfect combination of things. I went to the pet shop and asked for a goldfish. The guy said, do you want an aquarium? And I said, I don't care what star sign it is. <laughs> Oh, God. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you've just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck i am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the snowy and cold barren wildernesses (laughs) of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls. On her unconscious mind, it's the very tune she then snores. Is that happy birthday happy to birthday. you? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Did you realise, and this has almost passed us by, it's exactly seven years ago that we started MQ. TA. This is now, from this point onwards, we are stumbling into the eighth year of this show. I've got the seven-year itch. Wow. Oh, there you go. Marilyn Monroe had a touch of that, I'm mm. to believe, and she had some ointment to clear that up. Yeah. But it's true. Do you know when you're on Facebook and it says, eight years ago, you were doing this, it brought up the first advertisement for MQTA. No, when we didn't. first started, back on KGRA Radio back wow. in the day, it brought up the first Ever. It was me looking smiley and very young with no grey hair. I had, the, <laughs> I had the American flag and the British flag merged together yeah. behind me. And it said this happened eight years ago. We are now into our eighth year of MQT as a format, as a an idea, as a concept, would you believe? It's remarkable times. 
So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights by blowing out the candles and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Heather Vesson, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather realised that people are too judgmental. She can tell this just by looking at them. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello, and I'm feeling feisty tonight. I can tell. Bitey. I'm going to get missiles. Frictious. <laughs> you had Thanksgiving yesterday. Mm. You filled yourself full of a plate of brown food, and you've survived Black Friday up until this moment. Can I mention something that I know you haven't seen because only I can see it? Oh. Are my flies undone? Uh, okay. <laughs> Are we flying at half no. mast? Is the dead horse falling I, out the stable? I just have to mention that one of our patrons mentioned that perhaps sometime we should have a listening party on for the Not For Your Mother segment because they thoroughly enjoyed the time that you got attacked. Yes, and Deep you were missing an eye. <laughs> oh, when I, they yeah. enjoyed when you threw candy at me and it hit me in the eye. Is that's, that right. that's their favourite moment after yeah. eight years. Yeah, and it's actually some obscure person. Some obscure, well, thank you that, to that obscure person. <laughs> thank that's you. Said, yes, they must be living in Iowa. They love the show. <laughs> but we're obscure. I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm obscure. Who said that? Wow. Heather's, Dude. That's very true. Heather's exercise at the gym, her favorite exercise is judging people. She's oh. particularly good on that machine. Yeah. This is true enough. I also wish to introduce tonight the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle could not find a parking spot at work today, so she went home. They obviously had enough people. Yep. Welcome to the show. Michelle. Thank you. Michelle was telling me she drove to the mall this week, the Mall of America, not too far from here, the biggest shopping mall in the world. They're embracing Christmas. It's packed. Couldn't find a parking space. The only space she could find was for one hour parking. So she parked her car across two spaces so she could get two hours. That's right. I'm no dummy. There you go. We are bringing you information. You leave this show with more than you arrive with tonight. Joining us from the frozen tundra. That is the edge of Lake Superior out in the barren wildernesses of Wisconsin is the team leader of the International Paranormal Society, Scott Kenner. Scott realized today that Black Friday is as close to the purge as we will ever get in America. Welcome to the show, Scott. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Are, yeah. you, are you going Black Friday shopping, Scott? It's an evening a bit late, isn't it, seeing it's nearly ten past ten on a Friday night? <laughs> it's got night. an hour. It's got no, an hour. No, you don't understand. I have to work every Black Friday, and what I do is I go to Walmart and I buy all of the discounted DVDs for, like, two bucks. Happy days. Mm. How's the weather up there? Have you dug yourself out? Oh, we had a 
had a, I had over a foot on Wednesday, and oh. I got that cleaned up. But we're looking at another foot this weekend. Oh. And it's oh. 18 inches, and so I bet your uh, life is full of trauma. I bet you can barely get to your hot tub in the evening, can you? I bet there's that's the trauma. That's what you get as a retired person, isn't it? It took a half hour. It took a half hour of shoveling to get there on, on oh. Wednesday morning. So, <laughs> but it, you know, it, this it is was, how he's getting oh. his exercise. It was worth it, wasn't it? Well, of course it's worth it. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't, but it's still, it's work. And then, you know, being retired, I'm not used to work. <laughs> being an air traffic controller, he wasn't used to work. Oh! Well, yes, you're cleared for taxiing on runway one. As we know, of course, Black Friday turns into Black and Blue Saturday. That is possible every time. I can't believe in this country we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, do we, in Britain? Partly because we don't have any Native Americans. That's the first thing. But I don't have a tradition of that. I have nothing... In my memory, I have no recollections of things, obviously, that we did in our youth because we don't have such wonders. It's always remarkable that you celebrate or commemorate or think about all of the things that you're thankful for. And an hour later, you know, you're in a rugby scrum in Walmart to buy more things. <laughs> Seems a little odd and a little strange to a foreigner, but I am a stranger in a strange land and I'm slowly acclimating myself to your customs and parties. I guess if you're getting a day off work, you don't care. You know, I'm happy to celebrate the 4th of July as a brood if it gets me a day off work. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about that. They are mad, they are bad, and they are paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 84. And I want to just state, before we get any further, any deeper into the snow, with a bloat from Christmas... <laughs> well, Christmas. See, I'm associating yeah. Christmas and Thanksgiving being very similar here, aren't I? The plate of brown and beige food. Yeah. Yeah, I've loosened a, a, a buckle on my belt. Sure. Just a couple of inches there just to let it breathe. You know, rubbing the bloat just <laughs> to get rid of some of the swelling Ooh. is what's required at this point. But we have a listening party currently taking place on Facebook. We're about to jump in to the round that we call lack of general knowledge. You can join in. You can take part. There are GIF wars taking place oh, currently. Thank you. <laughs> so I've been reading... Rosetta Stone yeah. Americanisms. So mm -hmm. we're having GIF wars as we speak. There's jokes, there's interactions, there's banter. There's people answering the questions as we go forth. You'll probably be able to get more right than my current panel that's standing in front of me. And I did look up the word panel in a thesaurus and a dictionary. And it said, <laughs> I saw your finger, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, I got a nice two points from Michelle there, one on each hand. Panel, of course, is a short, thick piece of wood if you look that up in the dictionary. Who cares? We have a listening party. Go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can join in the listening party. And we normally get sort of five to 600 comments on there, and we appreciate that. And we have fun reading those through on Saturday morning. Yep. After nursing a night in the bar after yes. the show has finished. So, as always, ushering in the first round is the Black Friday Downton Abbey box set of Martin sponsored <laughs> Gong of Infinite Martin! Knowledge. Yay! With the sandwich toaster of facts and the widescreen TV of statistics. Always very impressive points are there to be won. And I'm feeling very generous tonight. I'm feeling mm -hmm. a very giving philanthropic yeah whatever mood would you like more stuffing you okay over there um no i did see on facebook yeah. and i've not used it as tonight's uh any of tonight's stories but someone put cannabis in the gravy for thanksgiving yeah. and everyone had a very merry time apparently yeah. what's their name got to love the gravy <laughs> can i have more gravy with that give me some of that gravy three gravy boats they went through <laughs> did they really 
Are I'm you making joking? this. I have no facts. No, they did spike the gravy. Just pour the gravy down my throat hole. Ah, <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, today marks the death. Oh, now we're getting oh, some. God. Today marks the death in 1986 of one of my all-time favorite actors. First one to shout his name out. He was born Archibald Alexander Leach in Bristol in England in 1904. Michelle is 100% correct. I shall give her her first points of the evening. Cary Grant, indeed. What a fabulous actor, by the way. I loved him. Never won any awards for his films. He got a Oscar, I think, at the end of his career, you know, when they Life give them out. That's the sort of thing, yeah. He was in, of course, Arsenic and Old Lace, <gasps> oh. North by Northwest, which is my favourite Hollywood Alfred Hitchcock film. I do think he made some better films back in Britain in the 30s, but when he came over here to try and convince the Americans to join the Second World War by making films, North by Northwest, that final scene, of course, on Mount Rushmore is a mm -hmm. classic. I love that film. I actually saw that film. It got in London. I was privileged enough to grow up and live in London. They've got theatres there that just play old films yes. any time of the night or day. And I was in the Lumia in St. Martin's in the field next to Trafalgar Square. And I watched North by Northwest in a big old cinema, exactly how it was meant to be. Eating popcorn was just an absolute joy. The Philadelphia Story charade, The Grass is Greener, Penny Serenade, many, many films. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Cary Grant. I'm guessing you're a fan, Michelle, if you knew I, I love him. his name and where he was born. British. I don't love him. You don't what? love him. You're going to have to guess. Oh. What do you not like about the gentleman? And in fact, he is a gentleman. He's an absolute joy. He yes. dresses properly. He's well-groomed. He's funny. I know not of his tales. He got his comic oh. timing because he was absolutely obsessed with the Marx Brothers. And he based a lot of his early films. And the Rubber Chicken? And his comic. I don't know what Marx Brothers films you're watching. You're watching <laughs> Bert and Ernie, aren't you? Or is that Rubber Ducky? Or did they have like that puppet duck thing come down? The Marx down? Brothers. They did do Duck Soup, didn't they? And A Night yeah. at the Opera. And yeah, so yeah, forth. yeah. Now, at 14, Cary Grant was expelled from his school. The Fairfield Grammar School in Bristol. All I need you to do to tell me tonight to win your points is how and why he was expelled. So at the tender age of 14, he got expelled from his grammar school in Britain. What did he do to get expelled? Ms. He would Morris? not conform to uniform. He would, And we do have a Ooh. uniform, especially in grammar schools Yes. in Britain back in the day. I was a teacher for 15 years. I love the idea of school uniforms. Me too. You know, everyone's wearing the same clothes, so there's no fear of, you know, people that are poorer not being able to wear the latest fashions and the latest designer labels. I was an art teacher, so if the kid spills paint or glue down himself, it doesn't matter because it's his school uniform. Everyone looks the same. Everyone in the town knows what school you're from if you misbehave or you mess around in the town because you're wearing a tie and a blazer that's a specific colour to your school. It gives you a sense of belonging that everyone's wearing the same things. It gives you the idea that when you have a job as an adult, you're going to have to wear a uniform in some shape or form. If you're working as a mechanic, you need to wear overalls. If you work in an office, you need to wear a suit. If you're a nurse, you need to wear scrubs. We're all going to be wearing our own specific thing. I can't think of a single decent reason why you shouldn't be wearing school uniform. So you think he was expelled at 14 for not wearing school uniform. Yes, because he wanted to express himself. He was expressing himself. That's right. Wanted to be creative. Michelle. Yep. Why did he get expelled from Fairfield Grammar School at 14? I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say fighting. He was excluded for fighting. Scott, do you like Cary Grant? Are you a fan of his films? I am 
not. <gasps> oh, sacrilege. <laughs> oh, Scott and I, I need a beer. I do understand getting expelled from school, so... <gasps> Was you expelled from school, or...? No, no, but I understand it. <laughs> you understand it. I thought we were going to be told a story that I hadn't previously yeah, been aware of. deep secret. Yeah, I'm, I'm a psychic. I'm going to work on that for a few minutes while Scott's giving me his answer. I'm going to have a good route around inside his walnut and see what I come up with there. Why do you think he was expelled? Any thoughts or ideas? He kept peeping at the girls in the girls' gym class Ooh. or the girls' locker room or the girls' restroom or something like it's that. It's amazing that Scott. you... Yeah. And that, so you're telling me you weren't excluded, but that seems a very detailed answer, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Well, well if, yeah, if one's going to get expelled for something, that might as well be it. Well, it's, it's 100% correct. <gasps> it was, you have got it right. You've nailed it. God on the head. It, it was, the only thing that was wrong was it was actually the restroom, but he was expelled mm. for sneaking into the girls' restroom. Scott wins our first two Good God. restroom gossip lipstick cover <laughs> points of the evening, and it all seems a little bit too coincidental for my liking. Yes. Yeah. I got expelled from school on pajama day, I and mean, it's not my fault because I sleep naked. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, dear. Good times. He donated his entire paycheck from the 1940 film The Philadelphia Story to what? There you go. Saving the pigeons. Saving the pigeons need saving. <laughs> if you go to Trafalgar Square in London, there's a couple of million there. You're thinking he needs to be saved from the pigeons, or he's saving pigeons. Saving pigeons. Pigeons are very tasty. If you go to a top restaurant, stop it. It's called squab. I yeah, don't know. No. no. Corn fed. They're no. rats very with gaming. wings. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't like you right now because you told wow. me. I told you I was feisty because you told me a story about where you were staying at some point in your life and you shot pigeons in a barn and you ate them. That is true. You have to hang them for a week or two. <gasps> yeah, they're very tasty. You'd Gross. Cost a lot of money at a restaurant if you was in London to have squab or pigeon. They were the first text messaging. Um, yes, well, I'm not sure about that, but they were certainly used in the First World War to carry <laughs> messages between the trenches. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yes, they won medals, some of them. And you shot yeah. them. Um, well, if you saw the enemy's pigeon going over, you'd certainly have a pot shot, wouldn't you? You don't want them to get their messages to you. This is the point. Dinner. And that's also dinner right there. To go. <laughs> right. Comes with a fortune cookie in German. Oh, God. <laughs> Good times. I'm led to believe that pigeons carry 28 contractable diseases. And you ate man... it. Yes, but I washed it first. <laughs> they carry things from spinal meningitis to scabies. And you ate it. Do you know how many rats carry? Have you any idea how many? I haven't ate a rat either. Well, it's very chicken either. <laughs> You've never eaten yes. a rat. Not to your knowledge. <laughs> well, people think rats are bad, but rats only carry about 12 diseases contractable by humans. Plague. Carry 27. <laughs> well, granted bubonic and pneumonic plague are probably not great. But then spinal meningitis isn't high on my list of things I want to be getting oh, this year, God, is it? No. Do you see what I'm saying? Happy so you're saying he gave all of his <laughs> paycheck from the 1940 film, The Philadelphia Story, to saving pigeons. I don't know. It just popped in my the head. The most I don't numerous know. bird on the planet. Perhaps it was cleaning up after pigeons. Pigeon cleanup is a problem in London. I know. I heard. Yeah, very acidic is pigeon poo. That's right. As well as human Yes, but I don't see anyone crapping themselves all over Nelson's column. <laughs> you, you don't see it. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I don't yeah, want to be taken Nelson's off of there. Nelson's column. <laughs> <laughs> give me some nachos. beavers. <laughs> Michelle, what did he give his paycheck to before we get removed and the plug is pulled? Halfway through a 
sentence. The French resistance. The French resistance. <laughs> the resistance. I'm due back on planet Earth at any minute. Scott, what do you think he gave his paycheck to from the 1940 film The Philadelphia Story? I'm torn between orphans and veterans. So... Oh. Well, pick... I'm going to play a Heather move and I'm going to say orphans are veterans. And you'd be doing exactly the same as Heather does because both are wrong. I'm going to give Michelle a point because she's oh. not a million miles away here. It was the British war effort is uh, what he gave his money to. Did they to. use pigeons? Who knows? <laughs> I just haven't done. When I started this show 20 minutes ago, I thought I must bring with me some thorough research on pigeon uses by the Brits during the 1940s. And I've only, it was just a question. I've been remiss in my research. I yeah. can only apologise. I shall bring you the results in next week's show. Four years later, he donated his $100,000 paycheck from Arsenic and Old Lace to the US War Relief Fund. Nice. So he did that as well. What a nice man. Yeah. The local ballet school took part recently in a charity soccer match. It ended 2-2. Drink. Stop. Drink. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. What reason was given for Grant retiring from films at the tender age of just 62? Of 62, huh? 62. He just knocked it on the head and said, I'm done. But he had a very good reason for that. Did he now? Bearing in mind, we've seen him be a very nice and wonderful gentleman all the way around. And he was actually turned down. Wasn't turned down, but he had the opportunity to be in the first James Bond film, Dr. No. And he said uh, he didn't want to. He felt like he was too old for that. He couldn't think of anything else he would like to do. He was done. He was just done. He was like, I've done. I've I've accomplished everything I've ever wanted to. There. He had no more. Bridges left to conquer. Nope. He was perfectly happy with his life. Which I've done tyrant everything. cried when he said they had no more lands left to conquer. That sounds like Napoleon. a... Napoleon. No, he didn't get very far, did he, to be honest? Well, he wasn't very tall. Probably the mogul. Genghis Khan, perhaps. Yeah. I think Napoleon was the same size as pretty much everybody else. I thought he everyone... was four eight. Yes, which was about the same height as everybody else back in the day. In fact, that was quite tall for someone everybody back in the... Everybody was midgets? Back in the 18... Yes. If you go to Stratford-upon-Avon and visit Shakespeare's house, you have to Sorry, crawl Scott. under the doors. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> this is the moment they discovered that Scott was a time traveller from the 15th century. <laughs> Give my regards to Billy Shakespeare when you see him, won't you? My lord. <laughs> what, Osler? Anon, anon. What might be on the window break where it's Scott in Wisconsin? Scott isn't short. I was just giving him a hard time. Yes, Scott is short. Perfect. <laughs> the only person who could have actually said that. So, are you giving me the reason for Cary Grant retiring from films because he had nothing left he wanted to achieve? Correct. Michelle, why do you think he retired at 62? Maybe his wife was not well. There you go. We said he was a very nice gentleman. Scott, any thoughts on these ideas? I'm thinking that he just got sick of all the traveling that goes along with being a movie star and being famous, and he just decided to stay home and teach. You're kind of going in the right direction. He wanted to stay at home because he became a father for the very first time <gasps> Shoot, at 62. Are you serious? Yeah, with yeah. his fourth wife, a lady called Diane Cannon. At 62? Well, he wanted, well, there are fathers. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the gentleman that fathered a child. Was it Anthony Quinn who fathered a child at 81 or 82? Oh, no! Yeah. David Jason, who plays the lead character in the comedy Only Fools and Horses, had a child fairly Which one recently. was he? He's Del Boy. Del Boy? Oh, yeah. I like the other one. Rodney? Rodney. Yeah. He's my favourite. Yeah, I love him. That's uh, 
Yes, there's nothing to add to that. Of course, with his charm and good looks and uh, affability, of course you would go, I love him. go for him. But his wife was called Diane Cannon, and he wanted to give his daughter, Jennifer, all of the love and attention he could because his own childhood was a little bit rough, a little mm. bit unloving, and very difficult. So he threw in the towel at 62 to spend time with his first child and daughter. So there's a very... That was only his first one? That's right, at 62. No way. There yeah. you go. You know, it's time to retire when you think you're getting lucky because you find your car in the parking lot. Now, also on this very day, <gasps> we've had several people sadly pass on this very day. While we're on the subject, Britain lost quite a lot of people this week. On Wednesday of this week, we lost Clive James. He died, I believe... Uh, 80 years of age. He was a famous Australian broadcaster that came over to Britain and did the most amazing TV series. Very witty, very satirical, very funny. I base a lot of my humour on watching Clive James when I grew up in Britain in the 1980s. If you ever look up any of his writing, any of his work, he was a film critic. Go on YouTube, search for Clive James. He's a very, very funny gentleman. Jonathan Miller, who was uh, friends with Dudley Moore and Peter Cook, died as well on Wednesday. He was a little bit older, but he was an intellectual and a very funny gentleman. We also lost a film, a chef, a TV chef called Gary Rhodes. So we have lost quite a lot of people this week. I just thought I'd share that with you. Sadly departing on this very day in 2001 was George Harrison of the Beatles. Just to give me an idea, closest one will win. I'll give the points away. Just shout out, how old was George Harrison when he died? 60. Michelle's going with 60. 63. You're going 63. What do you think, Scott? How old was George Harrison when he died, do you think? 58. You have hit the nail on the head. I'm going to give you two more Octopussy's Gardens, something in the way you do me. Wow. What? I would say Scott was cheating if it wasn't for the fact that he was 150 miles away. I would say he was cheating. He still right has now. Google there in Duluth. That's true. You can hear him going, yeah, by the time I'm going to ask him first, he doesn't have time to Google it. There, does he? <laughs> He's sat there at home on his laptop getting all the questions right. Well, you're going to be first. I didn't have time to, I didn't have time to Google that. Yeah, nice try, Scott. Yeah, you're working with psychics up this end. You're not going to get away with that shizzle. (laughs) By the way, guess how old he was when the Beatles disbanded? Just shout that out. That's remarkable. I mean, you could do the math, I guess, but... 43. When the Beatles disbanded in 1970... I don't care. I don't like the Beatles. (gasps) 26. Yeah, he was 27. Can you believe that? 27, the Beatles end, you're thinking, well, now what? Most people are kind of starting their careers... Around I'm about sorry. That time. I will stand up and say I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, you're not going to be well liked in this room, madam. I don't care. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to play you some. Who cares? What do you like? I can play you Helter Skelter and you know back in the USSR. I can play you some heavy, rocky. Look at this face. Kind of. Yes, it really doesn't look bothered, does it? <laughs> if I only had some candy for throwing. Get me some of that throwing candy. No, it's all over here. Now. It's ready to go. Really, you've got missiles lined up. That's here. right. What Come bizarre on. thing happened? The moment 17-year-old George Harrison lost his virginity. It's a very interesting fact. So Haley's the, comment. Haley's comment suddenly <laughs> was spotted overhead. The moment he came to a conclusion. <laughs> the moment he needed to start a new paragraph. Wasn't that about 70-some years ago? <laughs> wow, that happened. Haley's comment came over in the 80s. Yeah. And it's every 70-odd years. So you're saying when George Harrison... The yeah. moment George Harrison lost his virginity, there was a, a celestial <laughs> body suddenly yep. appeared in the sky. Correct. And three wise men appeared. Sure. Holding gold frankincense and myrrh yes. as, he, as he went for the tissues. Yes. Perfect. 
Michelle, that leaves you nothing almost to guess, doesn't it? I mean, she's taking care of most wow. things there. I know. What event happened? I'll read the question again. Yeah. What bizarre thing happened the very moment, almost at the end of, when the deed had taken place, 17-year-old George Harrison lost his virginity? He passed out. He passed out and had to be slapped and brought back around yeah. with vapours and smelling salts. Scott, you seem to be cheating your way through this yeah. by looking up He's things on Googling. Wikipedia. How do you think uh, that was, uh, what do you think happened? What took place after that event, Scott? Big Ben struck 12. Bong. There you go. He was making out under (laughs) Westminster Bridge. He was doing it to the rhythm of Big Ben striking 12. Oh, God. My granddad used to make love to my grandmother to the rhythm of the church bells on a Sunday morning. He'd still be alive today if the ice cream van hadn't gone by. (laughs) It's true. No one's got even close to this. The Beatles were playing in Hamburg, and they were there for about a year, and they had no money, they had nowhere to stay, and they were staying in the basement underneath the nightclub, and they were in bunk beds. So this took place in a bunk bed with the other Beatles trying to sleep, and he was under the covers, and the moment he finished, all of the Beatles gave him a round of applause and cheered. Was he on the top bunk or the bottom bunk? Because that makes a difference. Yes, it does. (laughs) He shouted out, look out, when in actual fact he should have said, look in. It's true. Come together right now. Now, George Harrison became the first Beatle to do what in America? Sing. He was the first Beatle to sing in America. He was actually the first one to land in America. Really? Yeah. He came here first. How did that come about? What's the scenario? He just took the first plane over. So they didn't come over together. No. He thought we'd get in quick. Yep. Come over first. Yeah. His soul, his rubber soul. Touched the runway yep. first yes. of any Beatle. Yes, that's correct. Michelle, what did George Harrison become the first Beatle to do in America? I'll give you a clue. It was 1963. There. You've got oh, very God. little to I work with I was going to say there. he had the first number one solo record, but that's not right if it's 1963. I'm going to jump to Scott while you've got time to think, because Scott... I don't want to Googling. give him any... He's giving it the Google. Goog. He's giving it the Goog right now. <laughs> what do you think George Harrison became the first people to do in America, Scott? Get arrested. Get arrested. That's nice. fabulous Ooh, answer. I like that one. That's awesome. I like that. That's a great answer. Michelle, have you made a synaptic link? Has anything fired in your walnut? Get, get a beetle haircut. Get a beetle <laughs> haircut. I'm going to give Miss Morris a couple of... Uh, Blackbirds singing in the dead of night mm-hmm. points. Yeah. Because he was the first Beatle to actually sing and perform in America. It happened in Benton in Illinois in 1963. He was visiting his sister Louise and her husband in that fall of that year. And during his 18-day stay in Benton, Illinois, he appeared on stage with a local band in the VFW Hall and sang some songs with them. Wow. Right before bingo. Right before the bingo. (laughs) Rollover Beethoven was one of them, if you're interested. At this stage, they'd only just made it big, and they'd had a couple of number ones with Please Please Me and so forth. But yes, he was unknown in America, and he was the first to perform here at the local VFW in Benton, Illinois, because he was visiting his sister after having a couple of weeks off. Why was Harrison eventually deported from Germany? We mentioned that he practiced the physical arts and uh, he was with the rest of the Beatles in Hamburg, but shortly after that incident, after the bedroom shenanigans, he was actually deported. I just need you to tell me why. Pot gravy. (laughs) Pass me some of that there, pot gravy, boy. I love your gravy. (laughs) Beautiful gravy. Look at that. Pour it on. Yeah. Yes. Don't be skipping on the gravy now. 
He was deported because of drugs. He was deported because of That's right. drugs. Michelle, why was he deported from Hamburg, Germany, back to Britain? He lied about his age. You're saying he lied about his age. Scott, do you have anything you'd like to add to those two brilliant answers? No, I was going to say what, what Michelle said. Well, you'd both be 100% correct. Scott's now working his way up to a rather healthy seven, and Michelle's now on five. Yes, he lied about his age. He said he was 18, and he was actually 17, and he wasn't allowed to work there and be under 18, and he got deported, and the rest of the Beatles followed shortly after. What was bizarre about the first time Harrison and Lennon both took LSD? They were naked. <gasps> they were naked. Normally that happens after you take LSD, but you're saying it was bizarre because they dropped the acid. In a tent, in naked. In a tent, <laughs> naked. Can't go back to that Boy Scout club. Yeah. What do you call them? A wigwam? <laughs> a wigwam. That's in Britain. It's a wigwam, Mom. Wigwam. It's a wigwam, Mom. Or would you like a tipper? Tipper wigwam. Every man. I say. Yep. Mom, someone's erected a wigwam. They were stark. In the garden. Stark buck. It's a large erection and it's blocking out my light. Stark buck naked. Stark oh, buck. Stark buck naked. Naked in a wigwam. Yes. <laughs> Medicine shack. I don't know what you I'm call guessing... <laughs> The answers I get on this Long show. House. Michelle, you've got the whole playing field to work with. Oh, if you, that hurt, didn't it? If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you your first drink of the evening. That actually hurt. Went down here. I can tell. Ouch. You need some Bengay on that. Yeah. Wow, that hurt. We got that on video, by the way. If people are watching this, you'll see that happen for yourself. What happened that was bizarre about the first time Lennon and Harrison took LSD? I feel like we've dropped some in here, to be honest. They invented Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. There you go. Scott, any thoughts about what you'd like to interject at this moment to win yourself some slippery points? They both had bad trips. They both had bad trips. The opposite. Harrison said it was the most amazing thing that had ever happened Ooh. to them. I'll give you a clue. They didn't know they'd taken it. <gasps> oh! In the wigwam? In the wigwam. Wigwam. Yes. Their dentist, after dinner, they was in a restaurant with their dentist, of all things, and he slipped it into their coffee after dinner. They hadn't realised. What's the dentist's name? Their apprentice. Prentice? <laughs> Prentice dentist? Well, I'm assuming he went into dentistry because his last name sounded like dentist. I like it. Yeah. Prentice <sighs> the dentist. Mm. Yes, their dentist slipped LSD into their coffee without them knowing. And I quote from the amazing legend that is George Harrison. He said, I suddenly felt the most incredible feeling come over me. It was something like a concentrated version of the best feeling I'd ever had in my whole life. Like when you listen to MQTA. Yes, it's very yeah. similar. Taking LSD yeah. can be very similar <laughs> to more questions and answers, which is why you want to take it in small doses out in a field naked in Buckingham Palace in your wig Wow. <laughs> of course, mixing LSD with your birth control gives you a trip, but without the kids. That was then. But this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Yay! It is the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, we love receiving all of your letters, all of your messages. Most people do that by commenting or writing to us on Facebook. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will find us on there and you can communicate with us all you wish elizabeth has done that very thing she put together a great film poster i don't know oh, if you saw no, this oh, I didn't. several weeks ago 
we had a quiz on Vincent Price and we spoke about the film called The Tingler. Yes. The Tingler. The Tickler. Got the it. The Tickler. The Tingler. The Tickler. <laughs> it was The Tingler. The Tickler's a completely different film. Oh, and that's Vincent the one Price I watched. isn't in that one. If you remember back in the 1950s, they rigged up the chairs in the cinema to vibrate. Oh. But it was the tingler. She's done a very good job on Photoshop. Yes. If you get a chance to go to our Facebook site, Vincent Price's head has been replaced with my own. Oh, and God. There's a thing there called the tingler. Tingler. Oh, that no. was very kind of no. you, Elizabeth. We enjoyed looking at that. Stacy posted, I was working while listening to the show tonight. This was last week. Then driving for the show's last half an hour. Don't do it. As well as being hilarious, I learned a lot about JFK. And the surrounding story and event. And she wrote that to us and said she had a great time listening for the first time. She said it was very hilarious and she took a lot away from the show because she was listening at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world and we often read those out. Lean, a good friend and supporter in Wisconsin, posted, and Scott will appreciate this, she posted, Wisconsin. Come for the cheese and stay because your car won't start. Nice, Alan. <laughs> Our shows are available for free. They're all archived. Miss yeah. Morris is going to tell you how to access all of those, starting with SoundCloud. And you put together a little Thanksgiving treat for all of our beautiful listeners out there. Would Did you like I? to describe? Yes. Did you not put up like five free episodes oh this week? Oh, my God. You have got to be gluttons for listening <laughs> to this. Comedy. You MQTA gluttons, you funk yes. busters. <laughs> um, we have recently, especially if you're traveling with your kids and you don't want to listen to them, put your <laughs> headphones on, put on five hours of MQTA on SoundCloud. Yeah, if you're in a basement route, with three yeah. other guys iTunes. in bunk beds and someone's losing their virginity, you can put your no, earbuds no. in. Yeah, yeah, just put the buds in Do it. and listen to MQTA. And while you're at it, Please like us, love us, and leave a comment on whatever platform <laughs> you are listening to us on. Yes, SoundCloud is the one I listen to. SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, but we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, BuzzSpots, there's a whole. BuzzSpots. If you can't find us. <laughs> Mothman. If you're listening Wrong on SoundCloud, man. she's just shouting out random platforms. Don't go to any of those. You'll only be disappointed. <laughs> Press the little orange love heart if you're on SoundCloud right now. If you're on Mothman. Why not tell us how much you like the show? Hit the buzzer. Why don't you, oh, is that another snort? Oh, my goodness. There's drinks and libations flowing in all directions. Would you like to tell our listeners about the Not For Your Mother section? If you care to listen to us after we are on Dark Matter Digital Network, we do a segment called Not For Your Mother. And on that segment, we happen to sometimes on purposely go onto the computer and find not so nice story not so user friendly right. no, no 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 they're of a more adult, adult nature, nature. They're, they're naughty sexual yeah they're dripping with hot globulous innuendo gravel mm. gravel what are you doing i don't know it just popped in gravel. my head she's doing strange things in fish tanks <laughs> and lots of we can't fun. go back to petwell due to the gravel incident that's right but if you come to us on patreon or any other fun platform with the like not Mothman. for your yeah, Mothman. Like Mothman. Yeah. in the not for your mother segment we will have tons of fun stories that we can't say yes. on 
you get an extra 25 minutes of filth that we Sounds can't put right. out on air. So there's your incentive to come to our archives. I believe they call that an Easter egg. Now, Heater is a good friend of ours. <laughs> I, I love Heater. He's a good friend of ours in New York, and yeah. he's posted Thanksgiving wishes to MQTA. Such a wonderful show with such wonderful listeners. Only comes around once every 1,000 years. Oh, mm. Heater. I remember the last one required an astronomical amount of tin cans and some string and a couple of carrier pigeons. Oh, yes. He said pigeons? Yes, He also pigeons. said astronomical as well. Ooh. He's a psychic. He's gifted, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Yes. The ones that I've not eaten, of course. Mm. <laughs> He's a good friend, follower and supporter on Patreon, so you can donate to the show. This show's free. It'll always be free. It but is. we have many overheads yeah. and many costs. If you wish to donate a single dollar, you can go to Patreon, search for MQ. TA Radio, and you do actually get a lot for your dollar. You get to listen to the shows first. You get to listen to shows that have never been aired. You get to see the video. We are now waving to the camera in the studio, and you get to see us in the studio while we're doing the show. And there's a lot that goes on in the background in terms of uh, hand gestures, faces, like these ones. missiles. Now you're just being rude. Oh, there's no need for that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I do have to say that people that join Patreon, I want to give you, especially at Thanksgiving, a huge thank you. Absolutely. Without your support, we could not do the show. We Every love single you so cent gets plowed into the show. It's very expensive to actually keep all those platforms up and going. And just simple things like the cables, the mics that have to be... The paper. The paper alone is expensive. We get through a lot of that. That is for sure. So we really appreciate that. And if you wish to help us out, it's not expected. But if you'd like to, it would be gratefully received. Finally, Lisa and John, good friends, of course. Hi, Lisa and John. Patreons and sponsors of the show posted. Thank you for all of the laughs tonight. My stomach hurts (laughs) (laughs) from all of it. She loves it, apparently. You can join us on our Twitter account. We have 95,000 followers on Twitter, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have many things on YouTube. I'm not going to go through them all now, but if you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee or MQTA Radio, you will find outtakes and various funny things where you can see us in the studio. We also have a Ghostbusters play that we've written and performed in. So you can search for Ghostbusters and Sons with Adrian Lee. And there's also some books. I've written many books on ghosts and hauntings and the paranormal. So if you go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee, you will find all of those. And they make really good stocking stuffers. And I've actually read a couple of chapters out of my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, on YouTube. And that's free as well. Now we're getting awfully close to Christmas. You can feel it rumbling towards us like a giant stone boulder slowly Uh, edging its way to indiana jones because we all know that a bag of sand weighs exactly the same as a gold aztec effigy clarice is a good friend of ours she's a lady that's getting on in years she won't mind me saying this i suspect she's probably in her late 70s she lives just a block away from us and she actually runs or helps to run the windham area sharing center which is a food shell yes windham's a small town has five four thousand six hundred people in town i asked her for some details because we give to this charity every single year around christmas for those that can't feed themselves and we never know when we might need a food shelf or help in that area of course with people losing their jobs and having a hard time in the economy and in this part of the world in the midwest of course i spoke to i went into the food shelf last week and i spoke to clarice and she said that this year they have fed four thousand 377 people 140,000 boxes of food this is in a town of 4,600 this operates on donations so if you wish to make a donation to the food shelf this winter i'm going to post the details of this on our facebook site and i've 
not going to apologize for reading this out from now until Christmas. But if you wish to give to the food shelf, that's the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre, 1156 4th Avenue, Wyndham, Minnesota. 56101 is the zip, uh, zip code. 56101. And checks need to be made payable to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. And I will put those details on Facebook as well. Curse of Oak Island. <gasps> Every week we have a listening party. Miss Morris, would you like to describe our listening party and what we do on a Tuesday? On Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, we watch The Curse of Oak Island all together in the same pane on more questions and answers with Someone Adrian posted, Lee. I don't actually get the History Channel, and I said, feel blessed and pray for the rest of us. <laughs> you don't need to watch it. That's right. You, didn't rec- you don't need to watch it. We don't watch it. No. It's well, in the background as we're posting funny comments. That's right. So what you do is you watch the show with us, and you feel the pain, and we have GIF. GIF. Wars. <laughs> and funny comments, because... Sadly, that show is ranked number one on Tuesday nights. It just shows you what else. Yeah, it shows you the quality of the TV in America, doesn't it? It's star power from MQTA fans. Yeah. That's what's doing it. (laughs) Wow. I'm taking credit. I don't care. Scott, am I right in thinking this is the first time that you participated in this this week? Poor best. Do you watch that for the first time? Yes, that's the first time that I watched the show... And the first time I participated, and is it everything you hoped it would be? <laughs> you know, I, I it was so exciting I could barely sleep after. <laughs> yes, he was so excited a small amount of weed came out. But did you grab your drink beforehand? Because that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like having teeth pulled in the Victorian period. You've got to drink half a bottle of gin to get in there, right? That's right. Just to knock the edges off. <laughs> Was you impressed with right. what you saw, Scott? I bet it was ticking all your boxes, wasn't it, for an entertainment of visual delights? Well, it had everything except for explosions and nudity. Nice. Oh, and that's next week's oh, episode. Wait. He totally missed what is it? Martin's favorite. Yeah, your Vanessa. girlfriend. Yeah, you're Vanessa. a season season late to see <laughs> Vanessa. Unfortunately, that crew got axed after they decided yeah, they to strike. Bored last year and cost mm-hmm. them a, a lot of money i asked there were 664 comments on our watch party so on a tuesday yeah. 8 p.m central time go to our facebook site and you can join in all the fun as you watch the show and uh, we comment on it and make jokes no and, you drink uh, that's what you do you drink and you comment wildly well i asked all of the people that contributed on tuesday night and they stayed with me i watched the stingy bitey show called kings of pain you and watched the there's bite not enough show. hours in the yeah. day to discuss how bad that is by the way but I did ask our watchers and our followers to comment. Give me a sentence that I can describe to people that haven't seen it. The watch party for oh the Curse God. of Oak Island on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Nicole in South Dakota has posted, In the search of something no one knows, we will continue on, no matter the evidence and results. Welcome to the show. We call insanity. There we go. <laughs> It's almost worth watching now, isn't it? Mandy, a good friend and follower Aww. of the show, of course. She has written, probe it, dig it, just do it. It's like a Nike commercial, doesn't it? Joel posted, they drilled, they dug, they... What was the question? <laughs> He's easily sidetracked. Join us at 8pm on Tuesday for that watch party as we enter the round that we now call Ghosts. And hauntings, it's the stories from around the world, they're a little bit spooky, but don't fit easily into any other category. And remember, we do not do orbs. 
EastEnders Barry, the actor Sean Williamson, has revealed he is being haunted by a ghost called Rosemary. Sean, who played the character for nine years, has revealed the spook is stalking his new home. Strange banging had started in his property after he moved in with his wife Adele. You can almost hear it in the background now. That's the neighbours practising the physical art. That's George Harrison reminiscing about when he was 17 in spirit. And the haunting has got so bad he has been forced to ask for help from his friend and medium, Derek Cora. The two pals first oh, met no. on God. Celebrity Big Brother. Barry star Sean said he originally thought the poltergeist was a bloke, saying he called it Dennis until Derek confirmed the ghost was actually called Rosemary. Uh, Sean, who is also a singer, that's a stretch by the way, oh. made the revelation on Richard Herring's show in Leicester Square during his podcast. I've actually been to Richard Herring's show. He's a famous stand-up comedian yeah. and radio host. I went to his show many years ago. Very funny gentleman. He said Derek called him and told him that the spook haunting their home was a lady named Rosemary. When the ghost was banging about, Sean said he would tell it off, originally saying, Dennis, I'm trying to work. The EastEnders legend admitted he is a believer in spirits and said there is more evidence all of the time. Speaking on the podcast, Sean said, I was in Celebrity Big Brother with Derek Okora, and I believe he sees and feels everything he believes he sees and feels. <laughs> we moved in. Oh, haunted by a rubber chicken. <laughs> My entire life has been ruined by the haunting spirit of a rubber chicken. At the most inappropriate moments, the spirit of the rubber chicken jumps in and ruins my life. There was I in the <laughs> basement of a nightclub in Berlin. I was about to get over the finishing line for the first time in my life. Oh, there we go. Yeah. She was not happy. We moved. Then there was my grandmother's funeral. Yes. Does anyone want to say a few words to remember Doris... Lillian Lee. Wow. We moved into a new house. Myself and my current wife. Apparently the current one. She's a lucky girl. She is lucky. And straight away, there were ba you can't expect to get it right first time. Oh, God. Or the second. And straight away, there was banging noises. We'd got a ghost. Amazing how much the banging noises. What's <laughs> that being on the bloody Muppets, this is? Do you know how to read while you're throwing things at me and doing Sasquatch noises and... <laughs> Lassoing rubber chickens. Go ahead, try to wrangle me. Derek rang me up because he wanted me to be on his radio show and he said, Rosemary, Rosemary is the name of the lady that lives in your house. I do believe the spirits of people linger where they were and all the time there is more evidence of poltergeist, so I assume there must be a ghost in my house. It's a ghost called Rosemary or let's just wait and see. Oh, Go to boy. our Facebook site, more questions and answers with... Adrian Lee, and you will see that story for yourself in Glorious Technicolor. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Well, since we only have a few minutes left, I'm going to give you options. <gasps> or you could read out a story quickly. I can't. I can't. Because they're <laughs> I'll go for the first option. They're all so good. Yeah. I'll go oh, for oh. the meal for two with the sweet oh, and sour, the egg fried rice. I'm going to pick then for you. I'm going to actually jump to the UFO And the Mongolese section. chicken. You're going to jump to ufology. Yeah, because Green that's a better story. And hairy beasties. That's right. Go that's for right. Forty-six-year-old construction worker in China suffering from seizures turned out to have tapeworms in his brain. Damn it! 
Tapeworms. <laughs> Every tapeworm story that's ever been published must be sat on your table right now. You could it do is. a book. I actually have tapeworms a by tape Heather Morris. Worms. I love them. Tape They're squirmy off the eye. Have you actually stuff. seen a tapeworm? They're disgusting. It's nothing like you've described it. No, they're long and wormy. Yeah, it's like a piece of cut. It looks like dental floss is what it looks like. The one I saw was kind of thicker and it was in somebody's eyeball, but I don't think this one is. <laughs> okay, I'm poised and ready. How's Michelle doing? She's gone green and she's holding green. her mouth at the moment, so anything's possible. Well, they are suspecting to be the result of eating undercooked meat, this poor guy. Nice. About a month ago, Zoo, a pseudonym for the patient from... Luzu in eastern Zhangzai oh, here we go. province. Jesus, Mary brought, and Joseph. <laughs> bought pork and mutton to cook in a spicy hot pot broth. I don't yes. know what that is. You can't beat a pork and mutton hot pot, can you? I don't know what that is. According to a report published last week, a few days later he began to feel a little dizzy and suffered headaches during the day. That's me every day. During the night, while he was sleeping, Zoo would experience seizure-like symptoms, similar to epilepsy. You know when you're doing the crappie flop? Epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Really? You're going there. I don't have anything to throw to you right now. Oh, that's good news. That's because I scoured your desk for missiles before <laughs> you came you down. I know what I'm doing. I got a pen. The first thing you do is take the enemy's <laughs> weapons away. You take the bullets away, don't you? Michelle's actually meditating. Look. She's meditating her way out of being it get, sick. It gets better. Lovely. A few days later, he began f to feel dizzy and suffered headaches during the day and during the night while he was sleeping. Zoo would experience seizure-like symptoms similar to epilepsy. Oh, I said that already. So what is that, dyslexia? <laughs> Lack of concentration. <laughs> OSD. OSD. OSD? That's, yeah, it's a mixture of LSD. <laughs> it's a combination. <laughs> What is OSD? No, I've got dyslexia, so my acronyms are all messed up. I can't we're, read and write. I'm illegitimate. We're screwed. <laughs> oh, lack of acronyms. I can't say OSD. Lack, of, lack, say lack of acronyms. I have the worst case of OLA. <laughs> God. I'm on fire. Oh, God. I love this show. Zoo's co-workers found him during such a seizure and quickly sent him to the nearby hospital where a CT, can, CT scan showed intracranial calcifications and lesions in his skull. However, Zoo declined any further examinations, not wanting to spend more money because he was a penny pincher like Scrooge McDuck. Nice. I know. He returned home. However, the symptoms did not go away and Zoo continued experiencing seizures Finally, he went to the uh, Here we go. Zhejiang University Hospital, where doctors performed an MRI scan and diagnosed him with, oh, God. Here we go. Technical words. Neuro. Oh, Michelle's about to. cirrhosis or do. tapeworms on the brain. They were banking a home. After hearing that Zoo had eaten hot pot recently, the hospital's chief physician. Originally, I thought it said chef physician. <laughs> Yes, that's one of those combination jobs. I'm the best chef physician you're going to have. Just jump on the sofa and eat this spoula-based soup I've made for you. Great. Speculated that the pork and mutton may have been infested with tapeworm larvae, 
which could then have entered Zoo's digestive tract because the meat had not been cooked properly. Well, if you'd like, this is what Zoo had to say. I only simmered oh, here we are. the meat a little bit. Mr. Bond! The bottom of the pot with the, that spicy broth. Which district is this? It was very red. Okay. Like blood. Uh-huh. It was red and I simmered the meat. So you couldn't see any of the meat had been cooked off thoroughly. Nice. It wasn't. Couldn't see. Red broth. <sighs> Why am I here? <laughs> Zoo has since recovered after doctors removed the tapeworms one by one by one like spaghetti and reduced the pressure on his brain, apparently. No. Though these infections may be rare among people who live in countries where pigs do not contact with human fecal matter. Sister yes, I want my animals, when I slaughter them, to be as far away from human fecal matter as possible, is a rule. Cysterosis can be acquired anywhere in the world, including the United States, Michelle, and other Western nations. When was the last time you had a pork and mutton broth? Just last week, Just this June, a New York resident reported experiencing hallucinations and disorientation like I do every night on MQTA, which doctors believed was due to a brain tumor. You want to see her? She walks into the studio on her arse. She scrapes in along the floor like a bulldog. It's not a tumor. not a tumor. Until they discovered a baby tapeworm in her brain. I'm pregnant. Nice. <laughs> in my brain. You're a sex object for every tapeworm out there. Do we have time to squeeze in one more story, do you think, this evening? If Michelle whips through it quickly. No, we're going to have to wind this up, aren't we? Where does the hour go? I don't know where it goes. Michelle's not in any state to read out a story, by the way. She's gone bright green. If you spend a dollar, go to our Patreon site, MQTA Radio. You'll see her going a lovely shade of green. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you for making the effort. We appreciate that. We promise to be a little bit naughty, a little bit adult, fun and informative. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you've got small children in the room, they need to be removed. This is the part of the show we cannot read out on air and we have to do it in our archives. It's the stories from around the world of an adult nature that we find when we're searching for our stories of the paranormal. But they, we can't read them out, can we, unfortunately? It's an accident. We yes. did read them out on the first ever show we did on the Dark Matter Digital no, Network. No, no, there is no we. Yeah, it's you. I got reprimanded, didn't I? You. So we thought, I still want to do it, but I thought to myself, we'll do it after the show at the top of the hour, and then no one can complain, can they? <sighs> Which yes. is where we find ourselves. So why not cut and paste the link that you're currently listening to yeah. and put it all over your social media and tell the whole wide world that you're listening to more questions and answers. The only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Now, a woman has taken to Facebook to ask for advice because the one place you'd go to if you needed advice would be Facebook. Certainly. That's always very even-handed. Yes. And uh, cerebral, of course. Yeah. So she's asking for advice after she found a rather rude ring in her aunt's jewellery collection. Ooh. Explaining her auntie was a very classy woman. The niece said she was shocked to find two people doing it on a ring. I know. I put a bit on that. Yeah. 
<laughs> you got put. <laughs> didn't get it, I'm guessing. It was on eBay. Oh. I'll get you one, Heather. She says I'm new, so I don't know if I can post this. What a load of old cobblers, by the way. I know. I'm new. But I'm not sure where else to share. Why do you have to share it at all? What's That's right. Keep it to yourself. What's happened in society that every minutiae of our life, no matter how dark, sordid, and at the bottom of the barrel, we now feel we need to share with the general population of the world? Okay, let me tell you about this. 90% of the people out there, 95% of the people out there are vanilla. So if they see something like that in their aunt's jewelry box, mm. they think that makes them special. Oh. Perhaps she's special. Dirty. She said, I don't know where else to share this. So she went onto a ring shaming group where you shame each other's oh, rings. Oh, God. Why? When my wealthy aunt and uncle passed, we were instructed to go through my aunt's jewelry and take what we wanted. My aunt was a very classy woman, a patron and donor of the arts, and she had a beautiful collection. I grabbed this ring from the drawer of the artsier pieces, thinking it was an abstract silver design. When I got home, I saw that it was two people doing it, with the woman grabbing the man's arse. She then says, tell me what you think. If you are playing the bell, bunk and snort drinking game, Michelle is giving you another shot of the evening there. So it was an awesome ring. Cheers, salute, skull, wherever you may be in the world. The woman posted images of the ring, which appeared to show two people having sex. One of them looked like George Harrison. Mm. The other users were quick to comment with one writing, I do see two people doing it. Others also pointed out that the ring resembled a penis on the side view. So it's doubling up. Double up. It's like, you know, you turn it upside down, it looks like an old woman. You bring it back, it looks like a young woman. We've all seen that, haven't we? What? What? (sighs) Why did I think this was a penis ring at first, asked one, while another agreed the side of the ring. It was size seven. How could that be a penis ring? Everything's in proportion. Did you see this ring? Have you had a good gander at it? Yes, I did, and I looked closely. <laughs> I you did. It. Yeah. See, Michelle did too as soon as So you've all had a good look at it then, That's have you? Right. Yeah. And what was your conclusion? I like it. I should <laughs> own it. I'll wear it every day. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> do you take this woman? Oh my. Yes, I do. <laughs> wow. Shout your bling. Lovely. Sex and penis ring, or I can't see a thing. You decide, <laughs> go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian. And you can see the ring and judge for yourself. Scott can jump on there now. He can go and have a look. Because oh, yes. he looked up all the answers to the quiz yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, he Googled it. I think when Googled. Scott's on the show again, we're going to have to ask him some of the questions first. Because I think a little bit of you know, shenanigans was taking place Nanigans. You were in the background there, weren't you, looking up the answers? Nanigans. I was not looking up the answers. He was. Don't I? Yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure about that. I'm just a, just a font of arcane knowledge. Oh. Yes. He's a, a font of all bunk, apparently. <laughs> Michelle. Bunk, bunk. What do you have for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A shopper was left in stitches after discovering his chocolate Santa had a willy. Isn't it great that after Thanksgiving we can now fully embrace... The chocolate willy. That is Christmas. Wow. Why do you have to only do it at Christmas? You can embrace the chocolate willy any time of the year. I do. I think the company that makes Santa chocolate Christmas willies would probably 
like the fact that you're advertising that this can be an all-round thing. Is yeah. that a Russell Stouffer thing? Or? I have no idea. It's a hard center, isn't it? <laughs> just... Wow, more snorts. <laughs> that was Heather, not me. <laughs> Does the Heather snort give you more than the one shot? What's the, what's the currency here? Rarity. This doesn't happen very often, no. does it? <laughs> wow, we're seeing all many wondrous mm. things tonight. Unbelievable. Jason Greaves from Blackley, Lancashire, picked up the one-pound treat from his local Tesco last week. Wait a second. It was one pound? That's a whole dollar and 65 cents right there, so don't knock it. I was expecting one of those little one-dollar bars that you get when you check out at the grocery. This is a a quality, a quality chocolate Santa. It only cost a pound. It's in the pound shop. Yeah, it's in the pound. It's in Tesco's. See, I thought it was a pound of chocolate. No. Then I was getting really excited. It only cost a pound. A pound of chocolate? (laughs) A pound of chocolate. (laughs) She must be feeling ill. She's barely touched her third pound of chocolate. <laughs> Do you have no idea how really happy that made me for five seconds? Oh, I can sorry. get you a pound of crap chocolate. Don't worry about that. Yeah. There you go. We'll go to the Dollar General. <laughs> Fill your boots. Can get a willy mold. Some chocolate willy molds give you more chocolate than others. Do you prefer a dark chocolate or a milk chocolate? What would you prefer? White, White chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> what would you prefer, Scott? What's your favourite? I just don't even feel like I should wade into this. He doesn't like chocolate. Coward. Yeah, he's got diabetes. What's your favorite chocolate, Scott? Milk chocolate. There you go. He likes milk chocolate. Yeah. Nice. Well, the 28-year-old unwrapped the St. Nick-shaped chocolate when he got home and noticed something strange. On inspection, he found the confectionery Father Christmas had a festive phallus. Come, all ye faithful. <laughs> on your faithful. Come on your faithful. <laughs> Joyful and triumphant. You're ruining all of this for me. Are you ruining Christmas, you two? I hmm. liked his tabernacle choir. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw he was doing a bit of wassailing. <gasps> Jingle bells were awesome. Yeah. Nice. Lovely. Done? Finished? Not really. Andrew. Okay. He called over his partner, Candace, and the pair giggled before taking a few pictures. So Candace was j- joking. Candace seems like the right type of name for someone Candy. who would giggle. Yeah, you Candy's know, a, a giggler. Santa Willie. Mm-hmm. The clothing company director left the Santa uneaten while he contacted Tesco to alert them of a possible bad batch. A bad batch. He's getting more for his money is bad what he's Santa. getting. Bad Santa, yeah. Jason said, I only picked it up because it was by the till and I wanted something sweet. I took it home and was going to share it with my girlfriend. When I saw it, I had to look again. I just broke down laughing, to be honest. But for it to be in the exact place where you'd expect it to be, it just seems more than a coincidence. It's a funny thing to happen. Of course, if I was a kid, this would be a completely different story. Not nice. really, because Not he's really. doing exactly yeah. what a kid would do. Uh-huh. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it. No one wants to be defeated. <laughs> wow, there's plenty of snorts going on here. No, that was a that wasn't a snort. It was a snuffle. It was a snuffle. A snorkel. So we're now playing the Bell Bunk Snort and Snuffle game. Snargle. Snargle. It's a snargle. <laughs> yeah. I'm having trouble keeping up. Yeah. I so did. many compound nouns to have to deal <laughs> yes. with. Yes. It was a bit of a snuggle, it was. A snuggle. <laughs> a snuggle. What with the weather? Here. 
being so bad now. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> it was a stupid thing to be doing. Oh, I don't like that exit. Down by the mine shaft, <laughs> right? <laughs> In the oh. West Country, we were pulling in the fishing oh. boats. I want to oh. live there. Good God. That little short. <laughs> what? She's gone to the Tyrolean in Austria for some reason, but keep with it. <laughs> I did She's t- had too much gravy. Yeah. I did tell Tesco this, but they didn't seem to care. A spokesman for Tesco said, oops, it looks like Father Christmas has revealed a little too much on this occasion. I've got something in my sack we can play with, little boy. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. What is wrong with you? That was freaking. Make That's a wrong. wish. Wow. That's the first thing I've said in ten minutes. First. Unbelievable. And it's all wrong. Oh, of course, if the customer wants to return the product, then we can arrange this at their nearest large Tesco store. For the sake of a pound, you wouldn't bother, would you? Just get stuck in and eat Good the chocolate, night. wouldn't you? night. Just eat it. I think they're looking for compensation. That's what they're looking for. Probably. Tesco's are writing back and thinking, oh, it cost you a dollar for Christ's sake. I'll give you a dollar for your chocolate woolly. Yeah. Would you really? I'll do it. Yeah. I'll give nice. you two dollars. I love your chocolate woolly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure if you ask our listeners nicely, you may get one. <laughs> From the local prison. <laughs> Lucky you. You might get a bit more than you bargained for, though, because men are getting penis fillers to make their manhood look bigger. What are they filled with? Chocolate. What would you like? Chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Cream. Fondue. Fondue. <laughs> chocolate fondue. That's cheese. Oh, cheese fondue. Gravy. Lovely. Weed gravy. Weed you want it with gravy. Wow. Minnesotan girls love gravy, don't not they? Not baby gravy. It's common for men to worry about how big their manhoods are. Is Never it? given it a thought, to be Is honest. It? Never given it a Is passing it? thought. Never gave it a minute's thought. Just thought I'd share that with yeah. you. Yeah, really? Mm. Uh-huh. Even though numerous studies have shown that the size doesn't matter, many have researched how to make their todgers bigger. There's a fantastic British word, isn't it? Let me introduce to you the word Todger. Rhymes a dodger. Todger. Look at that old boy over there with his todger out. Can you use it in a sentence? While some look into penis enlargement ops, others are intrigued by non-surgical procedures. Really? And one of the most talked about trends of the moment is penis fillers. Huh? So what does the process involve? How effective is it? And what are the risks? Here's all you need to know. So Scott How needs long to grab does it last? A pencil and a piece of paper. Uh, about 18 months, I'm led to believe. Serious? I will get to that point. Yes. Is it Botox? It's a Botox, isn't it? In your in your shaft. Does it stay that way all the time? Well, now we're getting to the nub. You have to strap it to your leg. Many men undertake penis fillers in a bid to increase their size. In a procedure that's similar to Botox. So imagine a big pair of bloated lips look at a, a joan rivers special please as you put your manhood a on the table doesn't look like lips that's the other one that's yes, the lady I'm just one telling you how it swells i mean if you look at a botox lip it's swollen isn't it and kind of not right i'm not following you liquid is injected into the skin typically hyaluronic acid Highly ironic acid Highly ironic. is inserted into the tissue that's beneath the shaft. The process is non-surgical. So is it by the angel's banjo? There is no such thing. You cannot make up <laughs> male anatomy. And I know for a fact there's no such thing as an angel's banjo. Yes, there is. There I is. called it that. 
There is an angel Okay, banjo. let's say for the sake of an argument. I'm not going to point it out because we don't have a whiteboard here. Scott, what would you think was your angel's banjo? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Point to it on a map. No. <laughs> <laughs> he who must uh, not be no. named. <laughs> so just for the sake of this conversation, what which part of the twig and berries, where would you if you had to put a pin on a map, where's the old angel's banjo? It's wherever I, I say it is. I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's a man who's going through trauma right now. It's the whole thing. The whole it's thing. The, the string that <laughs> latches the, the the mushroom head <laughs> to the, the string that attaches the mushroom to, to the to the ball <laughs> base. <laughs> the paint? <laughs> no, the no, strummer. That's the, the ball strummer. base. That's the, he was the lead singer of the Clash. You that know. was the ball base to the anus. The ball of base is a fish-based soup. Wow. So you you obviously wasn't at school base this week. To, to the anus center. <laughs> <laughs> the anus center. <laughs> You must know that. It's next to the courthouse, just to the left of the theatre. And the angel's banjo is from the ball base. <laughs> Which is a French soup, the yeah. mushroom head bottom. Yes, and but so there's a whole like, shaft in the middle of that. That's no, 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 no. It's like the little pinchy part. Or like the chicken, like on... the chicken skin. <laughs> That's the chicken skin. You know when it becomes the way, tight? The there's way, a line. The base of the balls, all the way up to the... Up to the... To the mushroom head. The mushroom head bottom. Yeah. Is that near like the bud- that. is that near it, the budgie's tongue? It looks like <laughs> it looks like a seam. A seam. Like you've got two separate people sewn together. <laughs> that's right. Wow. And so that's Frankenstein, is the, the angel's first banjo. organ receiver. That's the angel's bad Well, I'm glad. It and that's in... the angel's banjo. <laughs> and it will be in Webster's dictionary. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me a second here. Oh, he's getting it Are out. Are you googing it? Is he? No, he's got his bits out. <laughs> Don't do it. You'll get spammed with a bunch of porn sites. Make yeah. it. Make why it. Would look. I, why would I Google it when I have one to look at here? Yes. <laughs> oh. How is your dad, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> Dad's never coming back. This <laughs> is not. <laughs> Good God! What um, is that little thing? Why didn't you make it? Over? Why didn't you make it look like the last turkey in the butchers at Thanksgiving and send us all a picture of that? Or what? a shaved walnut? Do it. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Walnut. There is a story in here, trying to get out. I don't know. Hyper ironic acid. Hyper ironic acid. The process is non-surgical, so it tends to be less expensive than penis enlargement surgery. You'd take a filler over lopping the end off and adding an extra inch, wouldn't you? Costs start, if you're interested, from $2,200. I'm sure gift vouchers will be available for the Christmas period. Um, Going under the knife sets you back about $7,500. So it's a third cheaper than lopping it off and adding, you know, some sausage meat. Contrary to popular belief, the procedure doesn't impact penis length, though. So the whole thing apparently is a waste of time instead. So what does it do? Well, it's designed to target the girth. Uh, long Nobody th- cares about that. Well, I, I think <sighs> as many people would disagree with you. Not really. Long and thin will get you in, but short and fat is where it's at. Um, no. If successful, the fillers can increase flaccid width 
by one to two centimeters. I'm ready to fight over this. So no. that's two thousand two hundred dollars for flaccid length, flaccid girth. Of just a third of an inch. I don't care about the frigging girth. You could put a rubber band around it and make that happen yeah. for free. The results aren't permanent and tend to last around 18 months. See, I told you, didn't I? Enough for the honeymoon period to wear off. Yeah. Like with any cosmetic procedure, there are risks involved. Previously, Asif Manure. <laughs> what His happens to your manure? Asif Manure? Asif <laughs> It's true. His last name the spitting is cobra. Manure. Whoa. Previously, acid manure. <laughs> That's going to stink. That's painful. That's going to burn. Wash that off your the hands. Spitting cobra. From the British Association of Urological Surgeons discouraged people from having them. <sighs> he told the BBC, because the BBC have nothing better to do, do they? All these augmentation procedures are mainly to increase your flaccid girth. What a great name. Nobody for a cares. And it will have no benefit on your erect length. So functionality is not going to improve matters. Flaccid Why don't you girth, just shrink your hands? Flaccid girth. Well, this is the benefit of dating a midget, isn't it, at the end of the day? If anything, it might lead to complications that will impair the sexual function later on. Uh, Even though there have been some warnings about penis fillers, it hasn't stopped men from getting them done. Some are happy with the results they receive from the injections and haven't seen any troubling side effects. I'll take the effects on the side or it's only flaccid and wide. You decide. <laughs> oh, Go to our gross. Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian E. Miss Morris. Don't do you it. have the very last story of the entire evening in the round. Are you we ready? Call not for your mother. I am poised, moist, and very I've been waiting all night. On our long. On night alone. You lie down now. You'll be near for hours. Let's get going. The bar's shut. This is the incredible moment a hero doctor saves an air passenger's life. By blowing air fillers into their weenus. By sucking urine from his bladder non-stop for 37 minutes mid-flight. That's like Michelle. siphoning petrol out of a car. That's like sucking gas out of a gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> you totally need oh, to watch the video I'm because Michelle that. loves it. There's a video to accompany this, is there? Footage from an onboard a China Southern Airlines <laughs> plane. <laughs> I know. It's, it's got, great. It's like, she it's looks like get, the Grinch. I know. It's going to get graphic she looks and it's like going to get better. <laughs> well, a China Southern Airlines plane to New York shows Zhang Hong spring to action to help a stricken 70 year old is there a doctor on the plane he <laughs> was... keep your hand down yes i've got a phd in art history so dr zhang rushed to aid the man after he collapsed in agony and told cabin crew that he was unable to urinate oh can't be no can go no can go what was he the co-pilot <laughs> Oh, no can go. That was his name. Okay. A makeshift catheter. A makeshift catheter. Failed. You know that's a ballpoint pen, right? That's right. Failed to relieve the ailing passenger's blocked waterworks. They need a bloat knife. Leaving little time. Before his bladder would 
fatally rupture. It was a big balloon, and it was gonna explode. Nothing worse than a bladder stretch injury. You can't put Bengay on that. Bacular surgeon Dr. Zhang and his colleague Dr. Oh, God. Yow! Oh, my! (laughs) That's a death cry of a ninja! Zhang Zing decided the only course of action was to remove the urine manually. Dr. Zhang used the improvised catheter made using... A plastic tube, syringe, and a milk straw. That's what got Apollo 13 back down to Earth. And spent nearly 40 minutes sucking almost a liter of liquid waste or urine from the man's bladder with his mouth and lips and tongue and sucky business. Old man's wee-wee. <laughs> the selfless doc said after well, have you his been eating anchovy? life-saving heroics. Oh, saving lives is a doctor's instinct. Cabin crew issued a is desperate there a doctor plea on board? for any doctors to come forward during the nine-hour flight. Don't you flight. put your hand up. Don't you put your hand up. We're going to see your mothers. We're just going to have a nice flight. Don't you put your hand up. That's right. But I'm a doctor of urology. From Gangzu this week, Dr. Zhang and Zhao stepped up to find the elderly man in intense pain with a bloated stomach. Dr. <laughs> Zhang told Chinese media he could not sit and was sweating very much. Sweating. Michelle's got her he head in her hands He was going into to shock and may have suffered a risk to his life yes. if we didn't tend to him urgently, sucking like a lease. Oh, 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 I swallowed something. His family said he had a history of a prostate enlargement so he suspected this was causing him a urinary retention or and they diagnosed that on the stop i told him not to have the fish no one listens do they oh you're right down there footage taken in the plains gallery or galley after half an hour they found out they're the wrong guy the medic repeatedly spitting urine into an empty wine bottle (laughs) I bet that was British During wine. The life saving procedure. So it was more like <sniffs> Old Man's Wee. Wait a second, I'm spitting urine. You need to drink more. Jesus, this is like Did you have a pineapple yesterday? <laughs> ah, good urine. Do you Doctor. drink your own or someone else's? Why can't he it suck his own out? It depends on the age. Does <laughs> it? <laughs> Why can't he suck his own out once they've got the tubes in place? Michelle's been sick. That's terrible. How's it going, Shell? You're right down there. If that goes on the carpet, you're cleaning that up. Oh my. How's it going, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> but he only sucked it a little bit and it was only a little bit yellow and it had only been there for five hours hang on there's a hair in this like this <laughs> oh my that's not good news is it so you suck Did it you up so what, in the video they were actually sucking pizza. it up with a straw <laughs> and you could <laughs> That's not good. Oh, good. I'm not clearing that up. 
<laughs> I go. You could actually watch them doing it. They would actually take turns and pass the straw back and forth. Oh. And it was the joke of it was that when they landed, it turned out to be appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> you were an air traffic controller, Scott. Did you ever have any airline pilots say to you, "We have to make an emergency landing"? There's an old Chinese man who's having his wee sucked out of him. No, I have never heard that yet. Have you ever had any pilots tell you that they've got problems on board due to people being ill, or they're having to do an operation, or a woman's giving birth, or something? Yes, that's happened. What can you recall has been said? I mean, do you recall any specific favorites of yours or moments? Uh, usually not a lot gets said. Uh, the times that I remember, there were actually flights that were going over the, over the top of us, way over, like from Chicago to Anchorage or something like that, and they had a medical emergency and needed to divert to Duluth. So they, they landed and they, medical- they were met by the ambulance, were they, on the <laughs> runway? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Good God, Michelle's just risen and she looks like something from The Ring. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I totally wish you were here, Scott. <laughs> Why didn't you look at the camera and wave to all of our missus? <laughs> terrible. She looks sort of like one of those cartoon characters that has the purple rings on her. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good look, is it? No. Someone's been ill, haven't they? She's not happy. She does not look happy, Scott. That's terrible. Well, Dr. Zang added, there was no other way. I don't think too much about it. I only wanted to help him extract and soak and taste the... (laughs) She's gone again. Retained in his bladder like one of those Capri Suns. I don't understand two things. One, if the if the urine's backed up, right, surely yeah. you don't have to empty the whole lot. You just have to get rid of some of it. Your bladder tells they you you need to go. They were sucking for 37 minutes. 37 minutes of sucking. <laughs> wow, that's almost a marriage proposal. <laughs> You'd be red raw. <laughs> That's terrible. Hey, Bob, taste this. <laughs> Is that sherry? <laughs> That's terrible. Dry sack sherry. Age, <laughs> age 70 years. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you think he kissed his wife at the runway at the terminal when he was coming out? She's got a big sign saying <laughs> Dr. Wang and he comes out. It's Yang and Zing or something. Zig and Zag. Zig and Zag. Yowie Zing! Nice. Are you done? Is that it for the evening? Oh, suck me dry. I can't ex... Why, why, when you get the tubes in, why can't he suck his own out? Why has someone else got to do it? Maybe he was passed out. Maybe he was enjoying it. 37 minutes of sucking. He's going to have sore lips, a sore jaw. I know. Ask many women. (laughs) <laughs> it's not normally an old Chinese man on an aeroplane, though, to be fair, is it? Unless he's got plenty no. of money. Oh, good <laughs> God. Oh, God. Lumps came out. Keep that in. Oh, I've got sympathy. Oh. I've been sick through sympathy. <laughs> I'm going to pee myself. Oh. Heather's urinated herself and we've both been sick. 
Oh, it's come down me nose. <laughs> oh, there was lumps. In- <laughs> <laughs> Quality radio we're doing here in Kitchio. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Join us next week at the same time. Tia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get pictures of that, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, she bubbled up the ghost and she'd obviously had pizza for Thank dinner. You for asking to <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> That's not good news. That was solids, wasn't it? You need to chew your food more. Well, thank you for <laughs> you've been watching this madness. We're all feeling very ill at the moment and this clearing up to currently do. I appreciate you paying your single dollar to watch the studio team be violently sick. Join us at the same place next time next week if you're in the mood for similar shenanigans. We appreciate you joining us. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving this week and uh We appreciate everything you do in your donations to the show. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. (laughs) God, I feel ill. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is myself. I never got beyond four points. I get a pint of cannabis gravy and a snow shovel that leads to Scott's hot tubs. That's good news for me. In third place is Heather Morris. She scored herself a rather reasonable Five. She gets a rubber chicken, a length of rope, and a night in Hamburg. So that's a reasonable night for you. We'll get you the tickets, and you can fly out of Minneapolis Airport tomorrow Ooh. morning. In second place tonight, scoring six was Michelle. She gets a nice hot pork and mutton broth and nice. a school uniform to wear at the same time. So that's good news for everyone. If you tune in to Patreon <laughs> and see that happening on our video, but in first place, resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera all the way from Superior, Wisconsin, is Scott. He gets a night. I love you, Scott. At a dyslexic party where he's going to take an F and inject a heron. Oh, Scott. (laughs) Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. And feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can also follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Why not jump over now completely free of charge to SoundCloud.com and search for MQ. TA Radio and you will see the last seven years worth of shows and you can listen to those back to back and you get an extra 25 minutes in a round we call Not For Your Mother. You've been listening to more questions and answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host Adrian Lee, we're the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Corey, Scott Kenner, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. I hope you stay safe tonight if you're going to do some very, very late night Black Friday shopping. 
have a great weekend stay warm and it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night